The International Association for Near-Death Studies presents NDE Radio, a weekly exploration of near-death experiences and similar encounters with the other side. Now, here's your host, Lee Whitting. Are we forced to be born whether we want to or not? When our number is up, do we get to negotiate for a later date? Welcome to NDE Radio, brought to you by IANS, the International Association for Near-Death Studies. I'm your host, Lee Whitting. People often argue with God over when they will die, but few remember arguing against being born. Our guest today is Liliana Rice, who has had the unique experiences of negotiating over whether to be born and also over the time of her death. She was born in Bogota, Colombia on March 4th, 1953, the oldest of five children, and lived in other countries, including Canada and Germany, before moving to San Diego, California, where she works with autistic children. She has had a number of premonitions and psychic experiences in her life thus far, and says she knows everything works thanks to the energy of love. Liliana, welcome to NDE Radio. Yes, good morning, Lee. Good morning. Um you have the unusual memory of uh, a pre-birth negotiation over whether to be born or not. Could could you please tell our listeners what you remember about that? Yes, yes, of course. Um, I remember kind of showing up in this uh, special place. And, and I know it's a special because it was a place of peace, um, calm, <clears throat> happiness, I will say, happiness, tranquility. And um, there is some beings already there. Um, they're scattered around this area. There's no floors or windows or chairs. It's just a place. And um, I know it's my turn, so I approach this small group of beings. They are standing over here in, in my right side. And I understood that I had to be born, that I had to come to Earth. And, and I say Earth because um, somehow I knew about the density and, 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 and uh, the contrast of um, what Earth really means. And also that I had to feel, feel happy, feel sad, feel uh, worried or had to sleep, eat, and all these things that we normally feel on Earth. So um, they kind of told me I had to come, I had to be born, and, and I protested. I remember clearly saying, um, no, 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 that is too difficult for me. I don't want to do that. Um, but it, um, everybody looked down, I except one. He was looking at me at my um, spiritual eyes, and um, uh, and it said, "It's okay. Um, it's gonna be fine." So whenever I am here on Earth and I have uh, any type of worries or uh, concern, I go back to that moment, and I assure myself that every everything is gonna be fine. Mm-hmm. But it's I'm sorry. <clears throat> do, do you, would you call these beings uh, angels? Uh, did you have a, is, is there any way to describe them? 
I will call them spiritual beings. I didn't see any winds or hellos. Um, they were translucent, um, and and I don't recall seeing like their feet. Um, but um, I, I will call them spiritual beings. Mm. Do you think uh, the fact that you knew that life on Earth was difficult was some indication that you'd had a previous lives here, a past life experience of some sort? Oh, that has been one of my questions. One of my questions is why I had to come. No, um, mm. it was a, a reason did I didn't behave well or for the contrary. Um, <laughs> I always, yeah, I, I don't know what it was. And, and, and that was one of the questions that I had for my parents as soon as I was able to communicate with them properly. So at the age of five, I asked my parents, how come you brought me here? I was kind of blaming them a little bit, you know. And um, my father, who was a doctor and very... Uh, um, I don't know, he, he didn't believe in anything really. He was mm-hmm. um, upset about the question. Right away he said, <clears throat> if someone was born out of love, it was you. Like, what are you talking about, no? <laughs> so I decided not to talk much about it after that. Yeah. I think it's quite a guarantee that one of those spiritual beings said that everything was going to be okay. It's, it's almost... Uh, uh, a warranty on the life that you were about to live. Um, do you um, do you think that we are given numbers and we line up like an assembly line to be born, and and your number had come up? I think we reach certain stages, and and um, also we have to learn. Like my whole life. I always had this urge that I have to read, I have to learn. I I, I want to learn about everything, about cooking and painting and ceramics and um, children and psychology. And I even uh, studied with uh, Dolores Cannon, she passed away last year, um, how to do hypnosis. So different things, I go into different areas and it's like a need. So I think mm. part of um, <clears throat> coming to Earth or reincarnated is um, to grow, to learn. I think it's a beautiful thing, actually. Yes. So you, you think that your fear was was unwarranted then, that you shouldn't have been afraid to be born? Um, maybe I, it was like, yes, you, you should have concerns. But um, trust yourself. That's the feeling that I got. Like trust yeah. yourself, and and I think that it what it has been one of my biggest lessons here on Earth is to love this life, to appreciate myself, um, to trust me, to trust myself. Mm-hmm. Do you have any notion of what stage of your mother's pregnancy uh, you? Entered your your soul entered uh, the body 
you know, the body of, of the baby that was being born? Do you think it was halfway through the pregnancy or right at the beginning or just before birth? Lee, that's a very good question. I asked myself a couple of times that um, because I came to a point one time that I said, should I have children or not? Mm-hmm. Should I make them go through what I went through? No. Um, mm-hmm. So I did some a lot of thoughts on this field. But um, I think the soul has different, let's say, grades. I think it's called like grades. And it develops with the body. Otherwise, the body is not going to be able to take it all at once. No. So I hmm. think it's um, from the very beginning. Hmm. From the be- very beginning of um, uh, the conception. And, mm-hmm. and and little by little, <clears throat> the 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 soul is going to gradually develop together with the with the body until we're born, and then yeah, it's, I think it has to be gradually somehow. Mm. It's too much energy, too too powerful. That's that's a very interesting idea that it happens over time. I hadn't, I'd never thought of it that way before. Um, your dad was, um, he was a, a medical doctor. He was also, a, it seems like an idealist, a crusader, and, uh, he was interested in justice in the world and uh, got involved with Che Guevara and, and, um, d- was that part of the challenge of being, um, alive? Um, and being, uh, let me put it this way. Was it part of the challenge of being you? Did that stress your family out? Oh, yes, definitely. Definitely, because um, <clears throat> since I was, uh, well, I still am <laughs> the oldest one, um, mm-hmm. he had this uh, need of passing to me, giving me all kinds of information about life and, and science. And um, he, he told me never to believe in in uh, witches or angels or or Santa Claus or no and and this is real life and this is the way it is. He was a little crude, no, but he had this need uh, to pass this information to me, and uh, hmm. he was very active as a father, <clears throat> um, a beautiful father. He never hated anyone. He never spoke bad about anyone. He was a very special person, but then radically at when I was nine, um, at this time, he decided that maybe communism was the way to go, you know, and to help Colombia, uh, to help uh, every child that didn't have a ball to play with or free education or free medicine. Those were his children also. So um, that's the last time I saw him when I was nine. And... Um, we briefly saw him one more time when I was 12. And at this time, we are in his city, which is Barranquilla, in the Caribe area in Colombia, the north part of Colombia. And he told me, <clears throat> don't go to sleep. Um, make sure you stay awake. I need to talk to you, but after your siblings are asleep. 
Um, so I waited. I, I heard his step from the corridor later on. So I got up, and he said, there is a plane leaving to uh, Russia at 2 in the morning, and I want you and your siblings in that plane, because over there you're going to have the best education possible. So at that time I was 12, and my response was, I haven't seen you for three years, and the only one that has been taking care of us is Mama, so is she coming too? And he said, no, she has her mindset, and there's nothing I can do about it. And I said, well, you cannot do this to her. You just can't. Mm. So he fell on his knees, and he cried like a baby, like, yeah, like a toddler. And I turned around, and I went back to bed. And I was very, very grateful that he didn't force us to do such a thing. Yes. Do you, do you think we get to pick our parents before we're born? I think so. I really think so. Um, I think we pick up a lot of things when we come here to Earth. One of my challenges has been my siblings. <laughs> my siblings mm. because, <laughs> uh, especially the two older boys. <clears throat> my sister and I, we process all this um studying, talking about it, and forgiving, and and trying not to judge, and 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 instead of believing what our my mother's side of the family used to tell us about him, making our own conclusions and say, wow, actually he was extremely brave, um, because uh, mm-hmm. when he decided to dedicate his life for all these children in Colombia and give up his own family, sacrificing his own mother also um, and everybody. Um, it, it was, I mean, someone has to be extremely, extremely brave. Um, yes. Because we knew, we knew all along that he loved us. Now, um, for the two boys, the, my two brothers, has been a different issue their fathers themselves, and um, they don't don't understand it. So they judge him extremely harsh, and <clears throat> there's no forgiving. And, and I have tried in many, many ways to, to make them understand that we don't have to know everything. We don't have to understand everything to be able to forgive. Well, without a, uh, a belief in angels or the hereafter, your dad probably felt that uh, any change, any justice would have to be found here on earth, and that's what he was working toward. And uh, you've had a deeper insight into the eternal nature of, of uh, our souls. I um, I wanted to ask you, uh, well, um, we, we have to complete the second half of this because yeah. at some point you were approached by some beings that uh, you felt were going to take your life away. Tell us about that. Yeah, uh, living in Germany, I develop a condition that is called bronchiostasis in my right lung. So um, when I get sick, when I get a just a regular cold, I go through very difficult times. 
Um, and it seems like the only cure is uh, surgery, but I'm, I'm not ready for that. Um, so it was 2013, and I got a summer cold. Um, I'm not breathing well. Um, I am a little feverish, and I'm, I'm, I'm very, very sick. So it's around 2 or 3 in the morning. I don't know exactly, but it, I'm guessing that's the time. And I, I felt like I felt this presence in my right side of uh, someone like looking at me or calling my attention. So I opened my eyes, but I- I'm sure it was my spiritual eyes because um, otherwise I would have woken up my husband. My husband is right there. He he wakes up um, very easily. Um, if I cough or turn, he's always very concerned. So <clears throat> I see this presence there, these two beings there, and oh, immediately I knew I know why they're there. Um, so I covered my right side of the face with my hand, and 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 I'm just um, talking to them and saying, no, 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 I'm so sorry, but um, my Sebastian is still very young, and my husband is um um he 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 got married with me when he was 41, so he had a a lonely uh, life, and we're very, very happy together. So um, I'm talking about him, and I'm talking about the other children and the 10 grandkids, and, uh, you know, I'm I'm reading to God my list, no? And give me another chance, and I'm not ready. I have a lot of things to do yet, no? So I kind of again through my fingers and I see this being vanished. They just left. They vanished. They gave me a second chance. Mm. Did you, uh, did, do you think there was any similarity between those beings and the beings that you saw before you were born? Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. And when you are in this place, in this dimension, or you, you know... You don't, nobody has to tell you anything. You just know everything. Mm. You just know. You, you recognize them. You know who they are. Maybe not necessarily with a, um, a name or anything, but you, you don't feel like a stranger. Mm. Did, did you, uh, did they talk to you or, uh, mm. did you just talk to them? I talked to them, but um, but I knew exactly why they were there, and yeah. How 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 old were you at that point? Um, in 2013. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, um, I'm 62. I was 58. Okay. Well. All right. Um, yeah. So you were you were still relatively young. Um, you you oh, had a yes. you, had, you could you could make a you could make a good case for continuing your life. <laughs> um, <laughs> I know. Now, I know he, uh, that I won't live like my mom. My mom is is um, eighty four. She's going to be eighty five this year. But she re- she ate real food. She had, I mean, she had real milk. She has just so strong, 
But um, I, I know I'm not going to live that long. I can tell, no? But, um, yeah, it wasn't, I wasn't ready. Let's put it that way. I wasn't ready. Do you think that um, because you protested against being born, that uh, yeah. they were coming for you early just to give you a break? No, no, I don't think so. I think um, um, we have certain times, you know, maybe a few during our lifetime. And and if, um, let's say, we both agree um, and, 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 it, and it is the time, then it's our time. But if uh, we can request a second chance, and believe me, I'm not afraid of dying. And um, but at the same time, I love my life. I I have an interesting life. I'm very very yes. happy. But um, and if it wouldn't be for my family, oh, I would have gone. Yeah, why not? Yeah. You uh, you've had some psychic events in your life, or or I guess uh, mystical events. You we might say, where a neighbor who had just died came. To visit you? Yes, actually, it happened twice to me. Um, and and um, one thing that is interesting is that neither of those two people were very close to me. Um, one of them was the neighbor that you're referring to. We've been neighbors for, I think, 19 years, going to be 20 years. But this type of neighbors, they don't like to talk to anyone. Um, they had a couple of, uh, a, a pair of twins that went to school with my own son, and um, my son told me not to talk to them. He said, don't, don't, don't ask anything, Mama, just don't talk to these people. Um, so it's kind of a very cold and distant relation. But um, um, one day, my husband and I were walking the dog, and they were walking their dog as well, and we happened to meet behind the houses, and um, he apologized for his son's behavior. Um, they always were kind of rude. So um, I was totally surprised, speechless. My husband, too, like, whoa, he's talking to us, no? So I <laughs> said, well, don't worry. It's just kids growing up, no? And two two weeks later, he passed away from a heart attack. And I was in the kitchen. I didn't know about this, but um, I felt his presence. And it's it's like, vroom, vroom, comes fast and goes fast, you know? But Mm -hmm. enough time to me to know that my soul knew exactly who it was and what happened to him. So later that afternoon, my husband told me that he passed and they were just taking his body. And I said, oh, you know, he came here. He said goodbye to me. I don't know if my husband believed me or not. I I, I think he does, but um, I certainly not only felt him, I saw him. And, mm. and another occasion, I was in Freiburg um, with a sister-in-law. And <clears throat> it's um, springtime. Everybody is happy. The sun is out, really. Um, and they have uh, cherries, fresh cherries. There's music in this plaza. 
um, it's, it's a happy moment, and I'm having a good time with my sister-in-law. And suddenly, I felt that an aunt, it's a great aunt, just died. So I told her, Mireya, my aunt Anita just passed away. And, but I, I knew who and what and everything um, out of the blues, totally out of the blues. So we um, went home, and suddenly enough, uh, I got a phone call from my husband saying, Aunt Anita just passed away, and I wanted you to know. But we, uh, although they were uh, five, five girls, my, my great aunts, my grandmother, and their, her sisters, there were a total of five. She, uh, we were not that close. Um, mm. uh, we were curious with each other and very polite with each other, but um, I was closer to the other ones more than to her. Do you feel there's some sort of a, uh, an ongoing or maybe even eternal connection that we have between uh, relatives that uh, when we die, we perhaps not only see them there, but perhaps get reincarnated with uh, different relationships. Your mother could be your daughter or your father could be your uh, an uncle, that sort of thing. Um, uh, Lee, I'm, I'm hoping, I'm, I'm hoping that's not the case. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm trying, I'm trying to behave here the best I can and do all the right things so I don't have to come back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it could be, it could be in maybe um, in other dimensions and other places. I definitely believe that um, we, we will be related. And we mm. actually, we're all one, so it doesn't matter. Uh, we are really connected. Um, That's true. Yes, yes, and and although and I like I love physics, I love science, so I read a lot, and I always uh, knew about this connection, but I never felt it. Actually, the first time that I was totally integrated and merged into this um, uh, this uh, uh, how should I describe it in this uh, manner was one day, and it was actually not too long ago, maybe a year ago, um, I'm standing next to our uh, dining table um, chair. I'm, I'm, I'm standing right there. And somehow I felt this connection with the chair, the table, the, the view outside, the trees and the plants and, and everything, and I just got this the rush of connection, you know? So yes. it's not only knowing, but it's feeling it, and I felt it strongly. Mm. So, and, and, and it's many of us. So, yeah, of course, in other dimensions, we will find people that hopefully, like I said, for me at least, not here on Earth again. <laughs> um, now, I, I also, uh, Liliana, I want to ask you, you work with autistic children. Do you feel... A spiritual connection to them? Do you feel that there's a uh, a way they can communicate with you psychically as well as uh, in the ordinary ways? Yes, yes. 
um, I I definitely do. Um, I try to connect my the vibration of my heart um, with the vibration of their heart. For me, is the soothing and is soothing for them. And um, I know we develop a very close relation. Um, and it's funny, uh, Lee, you know, I have a grandson that is autistic. Actually, he gave me uh, this beautiful present because through him is the, how I was able to start with working with autistic children. But um, although I have this connection with him, I don't have the time to spend as much as, as, much as I wish with him. Um, but definitely the connection is there is, is very powerful. And I understand that they chose um, to come here to Earth uh, to, to work out of that, no? Having autism. Yes. And there's so many more of them. Uh, you know, as, as time goes by, whatever is causing this uh, problem is, uh, seems mm-hmm. to be, uh, getting worse and worse because there's many, many more children being born who become autistic. Yeah. Well, Liliana, uh, we are just about out of time here, uh, for today. And, I want to thank you so much for sharing your uh, your story with us and giving us a glimpse of into the world of pre-birth. If you'd like mm-hmm. to listen again to this or any of our past shows, uh, I'm speaking now to the listeners, just go to our website at nderadio.org. And for more information about the work of IANS, check out their website, iands.org. And tune in next Monday, 11 a.m. Eastern, for more NDE Radio. This is Lee Whitting saying thanks for listening.